I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm feeling a lot of things right now. Keeping an eye on the time for my protocols. I'm aiming for 8.55, and then I've got some things to do, but I've got most of an hour and a half until then. This is a helpful conversation for my process this morning. I recommend the previous two segments. It looks like there was a part one and it looks like there was a part two and hello, this seems to be part three. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. I refuse to be sorry about this particular thing. I'm just staring at it. All right, so I know, I know that what I said at the end of the last segment was something, 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 trafficking organizations, and then I could not withhold my mirth. Mirth is so needed. If only we can really support one another while expressing mirth. Um, my friends are experiencing terrible, unnecessary violence. I myself am personally experiencing pretty terrible, unnecessary violence, and I'm very proud of being able to show up like this and talk in a way that other people seem to sometimes, or more and more frequently, understand. Um, but it's challenging, and it's especially hard to track when, when I'm navigating recent poisoning. Um, but I can still make the, I can, I can make my face, make the faces of communicating with people I care about. And I can make my mouth say the words of communicating with people I care about. And I can't remember what I'm saying, but if I'm succeeding at uh, m making the body functions of communicating with people I care about, then hopefully I end up in situations with people who also care about me and who, who as a result realize how important it feels to them to really engage in intuitive listening because that is what is needed. So the next step in this, this is, um, this is painful for me. Um, the, the conversation that we were having, I'm going to let it go because here it is. This is the next step and I don't have to remember it. Um, our public media purpose is to connect friends, is to connect people who realize they really want to understand one another and work with one another and be close and build healthy communities and ensure safe spaces for everybody. Those are the friends that I am always seeking. And we have built this network on the basis of choosing to be friends to one another. That is a really powerful thing. So we're all in these circumstances of challenging health compromises we have felt were forced into our environments. Why is this happening? 
oh, the environment is being poisoned. Why is this happening? Oh, some powerful influence is making money by changing our community non-consensually. Hmm. What is health care? Am I safe there? Health care. You know what I always wondered? I always wondered um, about, so like the word ensure. I wish to ensure something. I, I wish to facilitate something. I wish to support something. I wish to ensure. I wish to aid the success of something. Ensure, ensure, ensure. But when it comes to insurance companies, it's I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E. I think that's really interesting. I bet there's some interesting etymology that we could discover about that. We have a rather large list of questions that focus around um, this kind of question. Who writes the policies of healthcare providers for insurance companies. How does this policy making come about? Who does it? Whose work is it? Whose passion is it? What are they ensuring through insurance? What's going on there? So many of us have been continuously embedded at intersections where the workings of insurance companies turns out to be pretty relevant. And if we don't understand what they're doing and we just take them for granted as a part of our environments, For me, this is associated with a lot of murky and unnecessary violence. Can we examine this thing? Are we in relationship with this thing? Are these people who care about us health care in insurance? Sort of makes me ask for whom. Um, We were watching Ross Ben and Michael Wan yesterday. I'm gonna review it again. It made me so happy. I recommend it. Intuitive Public Radio on Telegram Messenger and a bunch of other places. Oh, I'm switching notes. Okay, this is exciting. We are here in Pittsburgh. We are helping to anchor the Northeast, um, all of our different groups and communities in many different locations, in many different places. We have been studying a lot in and around Eastern Pennsylvania, which is uh, Philadelphia, Harrisburg, And part of what we've been discussing is how power became centralized in this region. 
where did the money come from to accomplish this or that thing? Um, what have the big flows of money been? What is the history of this area in terms of how we recognize ourselves and our loved ones in community? And how do we care for one another? And how do we build amazing things? How are we proud of our collective efforts? What is Pittsburgh? What is Philly? There are a lot of different conversations along those lines. And what we find when we dig into it is we find social programs. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Social programs? Oh, the pain. I'm okay. I'm okay. We're processing a lot of things. We don't know how all of these resources interconnect. We have to discuss them and examine them. And if we find that we are prevented from discussing and or examining them, that is a crucial data point in our documentation. Why would we allow influences continuously preventing us from having conversations that would support our signals accuracy and physical safety. Why would we do that? I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? It seems like the only situations where people argue for it are where they're scared or co-opted or being continuously abused by sources they cannot completely discern. So we follow all of this. Our way of organizing what is called facts is really different than other people because we have experienced the most severe kinds of neurological injury. And so the way that we've been collaborating in the intuitive community network has necessarily reflected ways that we could have best collective cognitive success. The only reason I am here, we are here, um, talking about these things every day. Where have we been acculturated to permit or facilitate ongoing violence, especially where we are not to call it violence. What are the stressors in our bodies? How do our bodies wish to speak most forthrightly? And if you're being squashed and squashed and squashed and squashed, you might think, well, I don't want the, the, the um, I'm coming in co contact with survival neurology. Um, in a situation where you are being continuously abused in invisibilized ways, your body has physical survival resourcing 
that is going to that is going to organize itself in such a way that if your environment is hurting or killing you in order to get you to do certain things your body will find a way to do those things and pass in those environments um, engage in whatever useful camouflage seems to function and your body will insist that you capitulate so that it has more time to figure out what the hell is happening and all of us everywhere now feels like all the time I think that's not quite right but um, people who do not seem affected by this are affected by it and if we're confused about where people are choosing to support and facilitate certain kinds of violence invisible or otherwise this is usually in play in some remarkably huge ways that need to be addressed and discussed in order to relieve where there are power players enjoying their facility of ownership when it comes to social programs and philanthropy when it comes to health care and insurance companies all of the different business infrastructures that you have been marketed to so that you would believe they were working for you and your family must be re-examined with resonant relationship building in mind and our altogether collective refusal to facilitate abusive relationships whether those are individual interpersonal or collective um, we are all discovering this we don't want to be taken advantage of we don't want to grow our families to to raise children in a context where we support the infrastructure that ensures continued abuses at some point we would have to decide that that was useless it's useless um, and where there are uses for it we should be talking about it and if some say there are uses for it but they block conversations about it they prevent certain people from participating in those conversations that is for us to examine closely with caring and awareness of what is possible not only in terms of the possible suffering in front of me that I can't see so I'm gonna have to remember living beings can be experiencing torturous life-killing things continuously and not necessarily show signs of it on the outside but also when we connect with one another and choose to respect one another 
what is possible. Shabbat Shalom. On our list here is green growing meditation practices. We did some of that yesterday evening. Waterproof cushioned mats for dry yoga on damp grass and sitting spots, maybe three feet by three feet. I feel like I made something like that when I was a Girl Scout. I'm still a Girl Scout. I am now a different kind of Girl Scout. We did a broadcast about the pickle buckets. It was on Mixler. It's in the show reel. M-I-X-L-R, Mixler, dot com slash intuitive public radio slash show reel. It's recent. It's April. In the last 10 to 14 days or something like that. Stretching and reconditioning. Oh, I like that feeling. I like saying those words. Stretching and reconditioning. My whole body says, yes, let's do that some more. Blessings to Pittsburgh IPR. Blessings to Northeast IPR. Public, commercial, and entertainment media analysis combined with learning resources, relationship building, tool sets, and conflict relief. This intuitive space show. Favorite project. One of my many favorite projects. The Morizome Philharmonico, also favorite project. Intuitive relational resource access. Let's pause here. When you want successful resource access, it's necessary to identify where resources are accessed relationally and make sure that when we are facilitating access to resources, we are also facilitating relational resource access. What that means is um, there may be some kind of, I don't know, any kind of non-human material. Um, and it's not only about human beings, but there's a lot of this that's about human beings. You may be able to send me a web page that describes a process. And because of my particular neurological injuries, which were caused intentionally to destroy relational capacity, this is very common to sex trafficking survivors and survivors of a lot of other very bad things. There is targeting that occurs to destroy the relational parts of your brain. 